Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 609 for release on Sunday, October 25th, 2020. On WaveScan today, we have a Down Under program, the largest whale stranding in the history of Tasmania, the local radio scene there. Also, Tasmania on shortwave, Hobart Radio International. And our Australian DX report from Bob Padula. Well, the largest stranding of whales in the history of the island of Tasmania, and in fact the largest in the history of all of Australia, occurred in the middle of the month of September of this year. According to international news reports, a total of 500 whales were beached off the west coast of Tasmania. More than 400 have died, and around 100 have been pulled, pushed, and cajoled back into deeper waters. Here's Ray Robinson with more on this unusual incident and the local radio scene in Tasmania. Thanks, Jeff. Local authorities and interested citizens have been working non-stop to save as many of those whales as possible. Those that are dead are towed out to sea and abandoned, or in some cases, they're buried in nearby sandy beach areas. Although the 500 count is the largest mass stranding of whales in Australian waters, it's not a record elsewhere in the world. Back in 1918, a total of 1,000 whales were stranded off the coast of the Chatham Islands in the South Pacific. Even to this day, science does not understand why whales are led to beach themselves in shallow waters. The whales that are involved in this Tasmanian event are all pilot whales, one of the largest whale species. They were named pilot whales because each pod, or group of whales, seems to have a leader, or a pilot, that leads them through the waters. They can be as long as 25 feet, they can weigh as much as one and a quarter tons, they can live up to 60 years, and they eat squid and other types of fish. The location on the west coast of Tasmania, where all of these recent whales were stranded, was near Macquarie Heads, on the ocean side of the peninsula that separates the Southern Ocean from Macquarie Harbour. The main highway, running from the centre of the island of Tasmania towards the central west coast, runs through very rugged mountainous country. Some people might even describe this highway as a dangerous highway. The island of Tasmania is directly south of the mainland state of Victoria, and it's shaped in the form of an equilateral triangle, 200 miles on each side. Near the central west coast, there are three main towns, also arranged in a triangle, with Queenstown as the largest and most dominant. The first medium-wave radio station in Queenstown was 7QT, which began test broadcasting on Saturday, May 29, 1937, with 100 watts on 900 kilohertz. Two days later, on Monday the 31st, local dignitaries assembled for an official opening ceremony. The original transmitter was designed by engineer S.V. Sides, and it was constructed with the use of Australian and American components in the town of Launceston in northern Tasmania, in association with medium wave station 7LA and the Stromberg Carlson Radio Company. This transmitter was briefly tested on air in Launceston on 900 kHz, three weeks in advance of the inauguration date in Queenstown. 
The original location for the new 7QT in Queenstown was in the then seven-year-old Paragon Theatre at 11 McNamara Street. Soon afterwards, the station was transferred into a temporary building at 89 Conlon Street in South Queenstown, and then into a newly constructed permanent building. However, it was soon discovered that local reception of 7QT on 900 kHz was disturbed by interference from the 1,000-mile distant radio station 2LM in Lismore in New South Wales. And so, 18 months after its inauguration, the operating channel for 7QT was changed from 900 kHz to 680 kHz. After a sequential change in a couple of frequencies and power levels, the call sign of 7QT was changed to 7XS on October 1st, 1986. And then just four years ago, in 2016, 7XS dropped their usage of medium wave, and they operate now on FM only in Queenstown, and also in the neighbouring towns of Strawn and Rosebury. The day's a little longer. It's the perfect time to stay at home. Home being Tasmania, where you can relax in safe, familiar surroundings. Get out and explore Tasmania. This is 7XS, online at 7XS.com.au. Check it out to win, get the latest news, and find out what's happening near your place. The only address you need, 7XS.com.au. A government-operated medium-wave station, 7QN, with 2 kilowatts on 1540 kHz, was installed in a lonely area a little north of the Queenstown Airport on the western side of Zeehan Highway in 1954. Back a hundred years ago, the three cities, Hobart, Launceston and Zeehan, with its two-mile-long main street, were the three major cities in Tasmania, though these days Zeehan is a little more than a ghost town. The call sign 7QN was changed to 7RN in 1991, and ABC programming on two FM channels is available these days in all three of the major towns near the west coast, Queenstown, Zeehan and Strawn. Good morning, Airlie Ward with ABC News. Tasmania's weather. There are minor flood warnings for the Macquarie and Jordan rivers. For the state today, light showers about the west and far south, mainly fine elsewhere. The population centres, Burnie and Devonport, partly cloudy, both heading for a top of 17. It's now 12 in Burnie, 13 in Devonport. Partly cloudy, top of 18 for Launceston, now 12. Cloudy for Hobart, top of 16, currently 14 degrees. ABC News. RN. Think bigger. Okay, now let's go back to the story of the commercial station 7QT. This medium wave radio broadcasting station is remembered in Australian radio history for its claim to fame in three different areas of interest. When it was inaugurated in 1937, 7QT was acknowledged throughout Australia as firstly being the smallest radio broadcasting station in size with just three staff and with the lowest income potential, secondly being the most difficult medium wave station anywhere in Australia to log due to its location in a mountainous valley with the bare mineral rich surrounding mountains interfering with the radiated signal together with the low transmitter power. It was almost impossible to hear this medium-wave radio station even in other areas of Tasmania itself. 
And thirdly, the first manager of 7QT was the 38-year-old Miss Irene S. Wedd, who was the first female radio station manager anywhere in Australia. Several issues of the World Radio TV Handbook state in the entry for 7QT that reception reports were not wanted. However, in spite of that announcement, QSL cards were always readily available from 7QT, and the earliest cards were always signed by Irene Wedd herself. Now, we began this radio article with the story of 500 whales stranded on the west coast of the Australian island of Tasmania. So we conclude this radio article with another animal story from the same island of Tasmania. The small and very vicious animal known as the Tasmanian Devil almost became extinct in the latter colonial period. The Tasmanian Devil is the size of a small dog, and it's a loner. Its powerful jaws can break and chew animal bones, and it can bite through a thick metal fence. Their raucous scream is just as strong as their jaw. Two hundred years ago, the Tasmanian devil was identified scientifically as Sarcophilus satanicus, meaning satanic flesh lover. Tasmanian devils are marsupials, and after just 21 days of pregnancy, a baby devil is born with a weight of just 0.007 of an ounce. It then moves into its mother's pouch in the same way as do baby kangaroos and wombats. There can be up to four young ones in the pouch, though even there they'll fight and kill. Tasmanian devils are a tourist attraction in Tasmania, and the government of Tasmania has established a breeding program for the conservation of the species. At the end of last month, September 2020, a small colony of Tasmanian devils with radio collars attached was released in a protected environment near Sydney on mainland Australia. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray. And staying with Tasmania now for a moment, we want to mention that this Australian state actually has a regular program on shortwave radio. It's a syndicated program of news, music, and entertainment, and it's called Hobart Radio International. The producer and host of the program is Rob Wise. Let's listen to a few minutes from the opening of a recent edition of HRI. On air by Relay Partners around the globe, the next 30 minutes is from Hobart Radio International, down under in Australia. Hobart Radio International, signing on. Hobart Radio International is relayed by affiliate stations. You can hear us via shortwave radio on WRMI Radio Miami International, WBCQ on the Area 51 program and Unique Radio in Australia. You can hear us in Tawa, New Zealand on World FM 88.2 and in Tasmania, Australia on Pulse FM on 87.6 and 87.8 FM across Kingborough and the Huon Valley. You can hear all our shows via TuneIn. You can visit our website, hriradio.org, or send us an email at hriradio at gmail.com. 
G'day, hello and welcome. This is your Australian connection called Hobart Radio International. We've had some typical spring weather with warm days in the high teens and other days rainy and windy. From our studio in southeastern Tasmania, welcome to programming for the third until the 24th of October 2020. The opening of a recent edition of Hobart Radio International on shortwave via WRMI, WBCQ and Unique Radio in Australia. Some DX news items now. First, an exclusive flash news item from Jost Jacob of DX India. The following 50 kilowatt shortwave transmitters of all India radio have just been decommissioned. Bhopal on 4810 and 7430 kHz, Chennai on 4920 and 7380, Hyderabad on 4800 and 7420 kHz, and uh, and he's uh, quoting here from Scott Reppert, who is the media coordinator for Hope Radio, which is part of MFC Ministries and Restoration Church International in the U.S. And Scott tells Glenhauser, I just thought you'd be interested to know that the former World Harvest Radio transmitters on the island of Palau are going to be resuming operations. The new brand will be Hope Radio. And the first day of operation is planned to be November 1st, 2020, although there apparently have been some tests going on before that. The frequencies beginning for the B20 season beginning October 25th are 9930 kHz, this transmitter beam to China, and it will be on the air from 0800 to 2300 UTC daily. 15675 kilohertz beam to Southeast Asia, that from 0100 to 0500 UTC, presumably daily, and 9965 kilohertz beam to Korea from 0800 to 1200 UTC, again, presumably daily. Programming will originate from our studios and offices in Morgantown, West Virginia, says Scott Reppert the media coordinator for Hope Radio. He says, uh, as for any other languages on the transmitters besides English, whoever buys the time will broadcast in whatever language they choose. I know we have one Mandarin client lined up, says Scott Reppert. And another item here from Glenhauser's World of Radio, this uh, originating with Peter W. Hansen, uh, this regarding Korea. Peter says, looking through the B-20 files of the HFCC, I noticed that South Korea has a new entry for their 0100 UTC Spanish broadcast. It's 5990 kHz from the USAGM Greenville, North Carolina Relay Center. 250 kilowatts at 172 degrees, beam to South America. 
This must be a replacement for 9605 kilohertz because of the recent sale of WHRI in South Carolina, where radio, uh, where KBS Korea was uh, relaying from. Adrian Peterson sends us an item here from Idun Ritz of the Medium Wave Info website. On December 31st, 2021, Czech Radio will turn off medium and long-wave transmitters. Technology is not entirely promising and is obsolete. We have to prepare for this in terms of communication because it will not be easy to persuade senior citizens in particular to exchange their receivers, said Karol Zika, Director of Technology and Administration of Czech Radio. This is also why the Czech Radio will launch the senior station just for them. The public service media currently operates six medium wave and one long wave channels. Here's an ID from Czech Radio 2. Český rozhlas dvojka. Aniston Matthews at the AWR Program Center sends us the new schedule, the B20 schedule, which will begin effect on October 25th for AWR. Uh, This from uh, KSDA in Guam and from the various AWR relay sites. And the following are the transmissions for wave scan. So we want to mention these as of October 25th. Uh, English wave scan beam to South India from 1600 to 1630 UTC. That's from the Yerevan transmitter site on 9580 kilohertz. And at the same time, 1600 to 1630 UTC from Madagascar, transmission of Wayscan towards India on 17730 kilohertz. There's also a Wayscan transmission, and these are on Sundays, by the way, all of these transmissions of Wayscan. There's another Wayscan transmission in, in English, of course, to uh, beam to Indonesia, and this is at 2200 to 2230 UTC on 11990 kilohertz. This from KSDA in Guam. One other transmission of Wavescan, 1530 to 1600 UTC to India. And this is from the Trincomalee, Sri Lanka relay station on 12040 kilohertz. Welcome to another edition of the Australian DX Report. This is Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia, bringing to you our latest roundup of news concerning shortwave broadcasting stations around the world. To begin our program this time, our usual information about solar activity. The Ionospheric Prediction Service in Sydney, or New South Wales, reports that the 10.7 centimetre radio flux is down to 72 at 7.2 and the daily equivalent sunspot number has dropped to single digits 8 and as we've been saying for some time those low sunspot numbers mean that high frequency propagation on darkness or partial darkness paths on long distances on frequencies above about 9 or 10 megahertz will be not very reliable in the immediate future anyway here's a summary of spectrum occupancy in the 9 megahertz band noted here from Melbourne recently 
across the time span 2130-2200. We note good propagation via short paths from Europe, Middle East, Africa and Asia and good signals also from the Americas via long paths. 9350 WWCR USA with English. 9420 The Voice of Greece in Greek. China National Radio Network 1 from Beijing on 9500 and Network 2 from Beijing on 9515 and Radio Havana Cuba in Spanish on 9535. Broadcasting Service of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia on 9555 in Arabic. And the rarely heard frequency of Radio Japan NHK Tokyo from the Yamata transmitting station is 9560 with morning service in Indonesian. And Radio Marti in the USA broadcasting in Spanish on 9565. 9570 China Radio International in French from the Urumqi transmitting station and China National Radio Network 8 one of the internal services in Chinese on 9610 and China Radio International from the Kashi transmitting station on 9640 in Spanish and on the same frequency 9640 Radio Havana, Cuba, causing interference to the Chinese station with its programs in Spanish. 9650, the voice of Korea, Pyongyang in Japanese. And 9665, the Korean Central Broadcasting System from Pyongyang in Korean, that's a home service program. 9690, Spanish Foreign Radio in Spanish and three frequencies for China National Radio Network 1 9810, 9830 and 9860 and 9870 another frequency for Saudi Arabia also in Arabic and right over at the top end of the 31 meter band 9875 Voice of Korea and Pyongyang in Chinese so that was a short occupancy study made recently here in Melbourne in our morning service post sunrise 2130 to 2200 and good propagation via short paths from the Middle East, Europe Africa and Asia and good signals from the Americas by, by a long path some information now concerning frequency changes, the main frequency changes are effective at the end of October but in the meantime, some international broadcasters have already made some alterations to their schedules. Radio Thailand with the call sign HSK9. New schedule has been put into place or some services have been altered. They affect the following programs. 1100 to 1115 on 5875 in Malay. That program actually replaces Vietnamese on that frequency at that time period from the Udon transmitting station 250 kilowatts antenna 144 degrees and 1145 to 1200 also on 5875 in English that's a new, new service replacing Burmese 
250 kilowatts and the antenna 284 degrees. And on 9390, there's one service change there, 1300 to 1315 from Udorn, English to East Asia, that replaces the Japanese program, 250 kilowatts and 03, oh sorry, 054 degrees. Some recent frequency changes of the BBC World Service from the relay station in Oman. They include the following Midnight to 0100 on 6155 replacing 5970 that's English to Southern Asia 250 kilowatts and the antenna 063 degrees and 0100 or 0200 the new frequency is 5945 replacing 5970 same transmitting power and antennas and English of course and again, 1200 to 1300, the new frequency is 11995, replacing 12065 to Southern Asia, English, 250 kilowatts. Thank you very much, Bob Padula in Melbourne. Finally, reception report we want to mention from Alberto Canovai. He's in Rigello, Italy, and he picked us up at 1130 to 1200 UTC on 15770 kilohertz from Okeechobee, Sinpo of 55555. Wow. Um, he heard a wave scan, of course, 1130 to 1200 UTC Sunday. His receiver is an SDR Play RSP1A with a mini whip antenna. This is one of those software-defined receivers. And he says the place of my reception is Regello, 30 kilometers south of Florence in Italy. We end WaveScan today with northern Tasmanian-style music, played by Merle Hayward, Bill McLeod, and Bill Wright. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, America's famous KDKA celebrates 100 years. Gas fire as a radio microphone and our Japan DX report. Several QSL cards are available for WaveScan. Send your AWR and KSDA reports for this program to the AWR address in Thailand and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air. Here in the program, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSL cards is qsl at awr.org. The postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234 Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, that's Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. 
And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, other than reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone.